Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. She's a fashion blogger, model, and entrepreneur. She's amazing. The latest tips on fashion, beauty, wellness, travel, and her lifestyle. And now, here's the founder and creator of Not Basic Blonde, Olasha. Hi loves, welcome back to another episode of Not Basic Blonde podcast. So today we'll be discussing a very interesting topic. Why aren't we all millionaires yet? Right? Great question. We can be and it's totally possible and my guest today will share actually the guide on how to. My guest today is Rachel Rogers and we'll be talking about how to plan your year like a millionaire, we should be all millionaires, a women's guide to earning more, building wealth, and gaining economic power. Rachel Rogers is the CEO and founder of Hello7, an award-winning company that teaches women how to build seven-figure business and create generational wealth. She's the author of We Should All Be Millionaires, a women's guide to earning more, building wealth, and gaining economic power. Wall Street Journal, USA Today, and Amazon bestseller named one of the Audible's top audiobooks of the year with more than 200,000 copies sold. You've seen Rachel spilling the tea on business, money, and mindset on Good Morning America, The Drew Barrymore Show, and The New York Times, Forbes, Entrepreneur Inc., Cheddar, Pop Sugar, and Women's Health. Rachel's mission is to help you end the cycle of overworking, under-earning, and financial stress once and for all. So today we'll be discussing daily money habits for women, why most the financial advice we've heard in the past, like skipping your daily latte or avocado toast, is absolute patriarchal nonsense, and why is aiming for 100k a year is not enough, and why you should be aiming for more, also, why earning more money is not selfish or greedy, but actually helps society. What are the strategies to bring more money in the door and fatten your bank account? Why are we not millionaires yet? And how to plan your year like a millionaire? And so much more, guys. So it's a very interesting episode. Make sure to listen to every minute of it. And before we dive in, don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review Not Basic Blonde podcast on Apple Podcasts. Hi, Rachel. I'm so honored and glad to have you on my podcast. How are you today? I'm wonderful, and I'm excited to be here. Thank you so much. And I definitely admire your background. You're a serial entrepreneur and very successful businesswoman. So we would love to hear your entrepreneurship journey, how did it all start? And yeah, well, um, I went to law school and my plan was to become a lawyer. And then I didn't like other lawyers. <laughs> so <laughs> I was like, hmm, I'm not sure how I feel about this. I started to have like an existential crisis at my last year of law school. And I also read Tim Ferriss's book, um, The Four Hour Work Week. And so, um, 
after doing that, I got the idea of becoming an entrepreneur and just tried to come up with another idea. I came up with like a t-shirt business. I was going to create t-shirts for study abroad students because I had done a lot of study abroad. And it would just be like t-shirts that had phrases like, can you speak more slowly, please? Like in the language, right? <laughs> that was my brilliant idea. I created brand, I hired a designer, created branding around it. It kind of, the branding looked like a passport stamp. I wish I could find those logos and like those mock-ups today. So I did all of this work to kind of create the product. And then I was like, how do I sell it? Like, how do I get people to buy it? you know? And I really didn't know what how to do that. And I was scared to spend the money on the inventory without knowing how to get buyers. I knew nothing about marketing back then. And so I was like, okay, I want to become an entrepreneur. I don't want to go the traditional law firm route. What are my options? And it was like, well, just sell legal services. Like that's literally what you just got a degree in. I was barred. And so I decided to start my own law practice. So that's really where it began. And then I ran that for six or seven years. And then after that, you know, people were asking me for business advice because I had been running this practice and growing it. I had a team. Um, and so I started giving them advice for free. And one of my mentors was like, mm, you should probably charge for that. <laughs> so I started charging for it. And then it slowly evolved into business coaching and I dropped practicing law. So that's that's the short version of like a seven-year journey that brought me to, to building Hello7, the company that I run now. Wow, this is amazing. I, I'm, I really admire you. And also you discuss lots of money habits and lots of how to manage your money. So we would love to know daily money habits for women. Yeah. I mean, well, first of all, I think it's really important to look at your money every day. So like going into your bank accounts, just having an understanding of what's coming in, what's going out. Um, I actually have a tracker that I use in my program with my clients to like help them to see what's coming in this month what's coming out this month and to plan their money week by week, you know, because the less money you have, the more it's like the more hands on you need to be. Then as you get more, you're not worried about the bills and stuff like that. So you, you can let go a little bit, but I still think a practice of looking daily is smart. And I do that. to this day, I still look at my money every day, make sure it's there. And then, <laughs> you know, look at what's going in and out of the bank account, look at what's coming into our, you know, Uh, company, like through our company merchant account, just have an idea of where we're at. I think that's a very important practice. The more you look at the money, like the what you focus on expands. So if you focus on your money, it is going to expand because you're going to see like, you'll notice the patterns. And so you'll see like, oh, I did this activity and that brought in extra money. Or I stopped doing this and then money stopped coming in, right? So you can start to see like, oh, when I do these things, money happens. So you start to notice the patterns that actually really work in our business. Because sometimes we just, we have a feeling about something and we're like, oh, I feel broke or I feel like I have a lot of money. And let's back that feeling up with some data and make sure it's accurate. You know, that's for sure is one of the practices that I highly recommend. And then the other thing I would say too, is to delegate every day. And I know that doesn't sound like a money task, but I think it is. And it's very important for women because we tend to do all the things right in our families. Even if we don't have children or a partner, even, you know, taking care of our parents, taking care of extended family members, um, just being responsible for a lot of people, having even in the office, having things thrust upon you that are not your typical job or doing the, you know, where, uh, you know, women become the de facto like event planner for like in office birthdays and things like that. And so, so one of the things I like to, for people to do is like, look at what's everything you need to get done today. 
right? And that's this is something that I do every day. I'm like, okay, what do I have to get done? And then I say to myself, okay, who else can do that? So I look at my to-do list and I try to outsource as many of the things that I can. So if I have 10 things on the list, maybe there's someone I can send this thing and someone else can send that email and someone else can book that travel and someone else can do this laundry, whatever it is, and try to get more things off your plate. So you have more time to focus on thinking about earning more income, you know, doing the activities that help you to earn more income. So delegation is key. And then there's more that I could say, but I think for the third one, I would say that goes really well with the delegation is boundaries and not allowing other people to waste your time, not allowing other people's priorities to become your priorities, right? Make sh- making sure you're prioritizing what's important to you. And if earning more money is like a path that you're on right now, then it's very important that you, you know, focus on the the things in your calendar need to be focused on earning more money and not filled with other people's stuff, you know? <laughs> so sometimes you got to say no to your mother and your friend and certain people who want you to do all the things and create boundaries so you can protect your time, which is your, that is our best money-making resource. It's our time, right? Especially in the beginning. As we get, you know, further along, we're going to buy assets. Those assets will increase in value. And that's how you actually build wealth. But in the beginning, it's the labor that you use, right? Your time that you use to make your initial funds. And so we have to really protect that. So I think those are the three things that I would recommend. Look at your money every day, delegate something, at least one thing on your to-do list every day, and then really have strong boundaries with your time and protect your time. These are really great points. And also since the conference, like I met you, just to give a backstory to everyone, I met Rachel yes. the conference. And Actually, what you said about what do you look at every day, the expense, this stuck with me and I actually implemented it in my life at some point. Yes, it also works. Yes, that's so great. I love it. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) And why most of the financial advice you've heard before, like skip or latte or avocado toast, absolute patriarchal nonsense. Yes, for sure. You know, we, the way we talk to men about money in pop culture, in magazines, if you look at the ads in magazines that are geared towards men versus the ads that are in magazines geared towards women to men, it's always like some image of a lion, you know, and it's like, get more power, right? Wear this watch and, you know, go into this deal and like, Kill, right? Like it's all of it's all about like having more power and earning more and getting more, right? Selling more, whatever it is. And for women, you know, so that's a very abundant thing, right? It's like go out there and get more, make more happen. Like you, you know, you can do it, like step into yourself, right? And make it happen. That's what's geared towards men. For women, it's clip coupons, it's you're a shopaholic, it's you know, you spend too much on beauty, you know. Um diet pills, like all this stuff that they want to sell to us and all these ways that it's all about restriction. It's like, be smaller, spend less, do less with more, right? Like those are the messages that are sent to women versus men. It's like, go out and get more, right? And it's like, okay, where's our more? Why we have to be less and they get to be more, you know? And so when you see that, you realize it's literally built into our society to send those messages to us. That's why so many women don't feel like they're good with money. So many women don't trust themselves with money. They think there was a study that I researched when I was writing my book and it, you know, found that women think like many women, if they have money to invest, right, they want to talk to their father, 
or their brother or their husband, like they go to a man in their life to get investment or money advice. Um, even though the stats show that women are actually better at investing than men and women get better returns on their investments than men do, but we don't trust ourselves, right? We think a man needs to tell us what to do when we know what to do, right? We need to follow our instincts and trust ourselves and learn, right? But then do what's right for us. So it's just so many examples of us, us, you know, sometimes voluntarily giving away our power, but it's also as a result of society sending us messages like nonstop from when we're little girls that that's not for us. And that it's like, we need to be nice. We need to be good, right? And making money is like not for us. Like it's a bad thing to be for a woman to be ambitious. So I think all those messages are total BS and we are 100% capable and actually better at in some cases, um, better than men, right? When it comes to investing and growing our wealth and growing our income. So I just want people to be aware of it because I think once you're aware of it, then you can start to see how it's playing out in your life. And you can change some of those those messages or just literally change your Instagram feed, like unfollow those places that make you feel that way. And instead, follow more empowering accounts, you know, um, think about the movies you're watching or the shows you're watching and write, watch things, feed yourself with things that empower you instead of things that make you feel disempowered. Yeah, I definitely love this. And Barbie movie was a perfect example of this when she yes. said, well, women are expected this, but not that. You can't do this. Yes. You can't do too much. And it's mm -hmm. like... Where's the happy middle and why we, why is so much more expected from us? Yes, exactly. Why is aiming for $100,000 income goal a year is not enough and why we should be aiming for higher? Yeah, well, there's actually research that shows that six figures is not, um, it's a good amount of money, right? I'm not saying it's too little per se, but for most of us, you know, between the cost of living, particularly if you have kids and you got to pay for childcare, um, commuting, even just all of those things, the, the prices of things have gone up and six figures is not, um, you know, the life of luxury that we have been sold that it is. Uh, and now I feel like it's changing a bit, but the, years ago it was like everything, particularly if it was geared towards women entrepreneurs, it was all saying, you know, make six figures, shoot for six figures. And I'm like, what about seven figures? Like, why do we have to stop at six figures? Why can't we become millionaires? Right. Why not? Uh, and there was pretty much nothing out there, like no women entrepreneurs or even male entrepreneurs focusing on women entrepreneurs, like all the content that was focused on women entrepreneurs was all about hitting six figures nothing about hitting seven figures. And I was like, I, I make six figures, but I have kids and I have a mortgage and I have preschool to pay for. By the time I paid for my mortgage and preschool, I, I had like this much left, you know, even though I was making six figures. Um, and I, you know, I had a very modest house. It was a tiny house. It wasn't even big enough for the family that I had. It was a two bedroom, tiny little cottage. Um, and so, you know, I think life is more expensive than that. And I think that we put these ceilings on ourselves and we shouldn't. We literally can make any amount of money that we choose to. It's all possible for us. It's all available for us. There is no ceiling, but we invent a ceiling or we create a ceiling when we hear these messages all the time, six figures, this, six figures, that. And then you think, okay, I'm going to get to six figures. It's going to be the end all be all and my life will be golden. And then you get there and you're like, actually, I still don't have enough to save, right? I don't have to I have enough to put away for the future. I don't have enough to like invest in the things that are important to me or to start a side hustle if that's what I want to do or whatever it is. For me, one of the things I wanted to do was like take care of my mom so that she didn't have to worry. I wanted to be able to pay her rent. I couldn't do that at six figures. 
I had to make more um, in order to get to a place where I could do. I started to do it when I got to high six figures, but like a hundred thousand, two hundred thousand wasn't enough uh, to do all the things that I needed to do in my family. So I just don't want us to hear a number and think that's the target. Even a million, you can make so much more than a million, right? A million is great. And to me, a, a million is the floor, right? Like that's the beginning because at a million dollars in revenue, you have options, right? You can hire a team, you can invest in your company, you can invest in marketing, you can really grow it, right? Like you can really take advantage of your creative ideas and you have the money to invest to really see them played out, you know, to the best of your ability. And so that's why I want women to have million dollar businesses, but that ain't the ceiling, right? That's the beginning. We can have you know, $10 million businesses, we can have $25 million businesses, 100 million, a billion, right? There is no limit. And so I think that is the main. Save big on brunch for mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson natural boneless chicken breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Message that I want people to hear. And if that's like, you know, everybody's on their own journey, but if it's your journey to like build wealth and that's part of it, part of what you want to do, then, you know, there should not be a ceiling. So, and I really, I, I will also say too, I think we should all be striving to become millionaires because we have the ability to, and when women, there are studies that show when women make more money, we take care of everybody, right? We take our money and reinvest it in communities. We invest it in our families and our future generations, right? Like com whole communities get better when women make money. It is not the same for men. If men in the same society make money, they will take care of themselves, right? They will spend more money on themselves. Maybe they'll spend some on their family, but there are studies that show, and this is international. It's not just in the U.S. It's other places as well. When women earn money, the community thrives, right? And so that's why I want to see more women earning wealth. Take care of yourself. You take care of your family. Like it's a natural byproduct that communities will rise up as women make more money. I love that. And I love that you mentioned there is no ceiling. It's us who sets the ceiling for ourselves. And yes, so you set very low ceiling and very low goal and we don't think that we ever can achieve it and yes. that actually leads me to my other question how can someone become a millionaire yes so i mean i think the first step is really thinking about what are you good at right what are your skill sets um i was just talking to a friend earlier today and saying like you have to study yourself right doing personal assessments, thinking about what your childhood dreams are, really get, really dig deep and figure out what are my natural talents? Um, what was I always good at as a kid, right? Like what are, what are my skill sets? And then once you start to, you know, take stock of like your experiences, all of it. And then once you kind of get it all together, then you can start to see like, oh, this is what I'm naturally good at. This is what I'm drawn to. These are my creative ideas. I think the way we become millionaires is by following those inklings and trusting our own ideas, trusting our own creativity. Because if you do work that you are naturally lit up about, that you feel you're naturally good at, that's going to be the thing that's going to make you the most money. You know, if you try to force yourself to do work that you hate, right? Like if I was going to try to force myself to be an accountant. I love talking about money. I love looking at money. I love looking at the P&L, right? Like I look at the bank account. If I was an accountant, I would be miserable. I would not be making a lot of money because it's not 
my dream. It's like not my natural skill set. But for somebody else, they're a genius at it. They're amazing at it. And they probably could build a very successful accounting firm, right? Doing that. So it's don't do what somebody else is doing. Don't do what you think is hot in the industry. Do what is really capitalizing on your natural skills and talents. I think that is the key to becoming a millionaire. That's step one anyway. And this leads me actually, this was like such a great point that you mentioned. And I love that advice and leads me to the next question. Why are we um, the same? Why are we not making seven figures yet? (laughs) Yes. So I think many of us aren't because we're underselling ourselves because we don't think it's possible um, because we have stories in our head, limiting beliefs that make us think that it's not for us that, oh, somebody else could do that. But I would never, I could never do that. Why not? Right. Why not you? Um, So I think sometimes we count ourselves out like we don't even allow ourselves to dream. We don't even say our dream out loud. You know, we don't even tell a good friend what our dream is because we're just too afraid, you know, to really recognize how powerful we are. Right. How talented we are, how much we can accomplish. And so I think it's a big part of it is belief. And then even for those of us who do believe it's like, okay, now how do I do it? Right. Figuring out the steps. Um, And there's so much more like accessibility to education and content now than there was when I started back in 2010, uh, you know, I, there was blogs and things, but it just was not the way that it is now. So now there's so much more access to education and information about how to grow a business. But even then sometimes it's, it's information overload and you, you, it's like, there's so many options. There's so many ways to build a company, which way do I follow? Um, And so I think finding, a mentor or just a company, a course, something like that, that you can learn from is important. At my company, we literally created something called the Grow Scale, which has seven steps. So like seven levels of business, right? So if you're in the beginning and you're like zero to 25,000 and you're just starting out, you know, there here are the steps for that level. When you get to, you know, 25,000 to 50,000, here's the steps for that level, 50,000 to 100, 100 to, two, to 250, 250 to 500. It's like, we tell you exactly what to do when. So you're doing the right thing at the right time. Because I would do the right thing at the wrong time because I just didn't know, right? I'm like, oh, this person's really successful. I'm going to emulate that. But they're so much further along and they have a whole team and they've got capital to invest that I don't have none of that, you know? So just having focus and knowing what to do. So it's like the knowledge. So it's the mindset. And then it's like having the education and the focus to follow a pathway um, is another reason. And then a third reason that I have seen is, I think it's a moral thing. Like people will think I'm, I'm a bad person if I want to have money, right? Like there's something negative about it. Like all rich people are bad. All rich people are terrible, (laughs) you know? Um, and you can see it in our pop culture too, like wealthy women are not depicted as desirable, right? They're depicted as mean, um, like the devil wears Prada, you know, <laughs> and that's, that's the messages that we get is that we'll be bad people. We won't care about anyone else if we have money, um, that there's something wrong with wanting money that you can't want social good to happen and also pursue wealth. But I actually think they're very connected that the more we pursue wealth, the more social good we can actually do. Uh, I have a foundation and we have done some incredible things recently with the, you know, donations that we were able to get the donations I've made myself to the foundation. It's we're having such an impact that would not be possible if I did not build wealth, right? It's only possible because I built a successful company. So I think those are some of the reasons why more of us aren't millionaires, but it, it certainly is 
possible and accessible, it's kind of like you got to rearrange the thoughts in your head, right? You got to really challenge those limiting beliefs and then you got to get the knowledge to do it. Love that. And yes, you mentioned that some women, when we make money, we kind of seen as strong and powerful and kind of mean and cold. And it's harder yes. to partner because some guys are intimidated by successful women and they definitely intimidated by success. So they feel less. I mean, I guess those guys are not that strong, but still most of the guys are intimidated by successful women. Mm -hmm. And like you mentioned, it's making more money actually helps society. Yes, exactly. Exactly. What are the strategies to bring more money in and fatten your bank account immediately? <laughs> yes. Um, so one of the first things that I always tell people is like, how much money do you want to make? Right. What's your next goal? So your big goal might be, I want to make a million dollars or 10 million or even 500,000, whatever the number is. Okay, great. That's your big goal you know, what do you want, right? What's what's going to change about your life when you have that kind of money? What is it that's driving you? And so it's just, sometimes it's just like lifestyle upgrades. Like maybe you want to live in a nicer place. Um, maybe you want to send your kids to extracurricular activities. Um, maybe you want to be able to save more. Uh, it could be any number of things. Maybe you want to give more to charity that you care about or a charitable cause that matters to you. So you have to really think about what is my motivation to do this? Why, why am I pursuing this? And what do I want, right? And then whatever you want, okay, let's put a dollar amount on it. How much do you want to give to charity every month? How much do you want to invest um, in, in your savings account or, or in index funds every month, right? Um, if you want a nicer home, what is the mortgage? Like what's the monthly cost of that nicer home, right? So you start to put numbers around a monthly number around and calculation around everything that you want. Right. So if I want a nicer home, it's going to cost me $5,000 a month and more a month. And if I want to invest in, you know, the stock market, I want to be able to put $2,500 a month in the stock market. And, you know, I want to send my kid to an amazing private school and that's $2,500 a month. So $10,000 more a month. And that will change my life. Okay, great. That's our next target. We need $10,000 more a month. Then what we do, once we have that calculation, we know what it's for, we know the number, but do the math on it. Then the next step is, okay, what are some ideas that we have to generate $10,000 a month? And then it's just brainstorming, right? What skill set do you have? Maybe you work in marketing at a company and then you take those marketing skills and get a couple of side clients, maybe four clients at $2,500 a month gets you that extra $10,000 a month, right? Or, you know, maybe your... Um, in any number of professions, whatever you do for a living or a side skill that you have, like maybe you're really great at doing hair. Uh, one of my nieces during college would do her friend's makeup and then she turned it into a whole business, right? And now she does professional makeup and she makes pretty good money doing it. So it's like, what are some skills that you have? That's why I said earlier, take stock of your skills and talent, your experiences, and then look at those and say, okay, which one of these can I turn into some money, right? Maybe you make amazing cakes and you sell cakes to people for birthdays and things like that, whatever it is. And then how much of that will we have to do to get $10,000 a month, right? So it's really, it's really practical. It's like, okay, why am I doing this? How much does it cost to get to where I want to go? Now let me get creative and come up with a bunch of ideas. And you just got to brainstorm. Some of these ideas will be terrible, right? <laughs> but some of them will be great. And so you just got to allow yourself to get creative. And then out of those, you know, 25 ideas that you might have written, you just choose one and try it and see what happens. Right. And maybe it works. 
And then you realize, oh, if I tweak a little bit more, then I can earn even more, right? And then you start to figure it out. But we have to just get in the game. We have to just try it, start doing things, and we'll start to see things happening. And as we do things, we will learn. Because I think sometimes we want to just research everything to death and like <laughs> research for the next five years. And it's like, honestly, you will learn so much more from doing than you will ever learn just from absorbing information, right? There's a time to learn, but then I call it on-time learning. How can I learn the thing that I need to do like right now? You know, so I watch a class and then I go do it immediately after. Instead of I'm going to learn, learn, learn for five years and then eventually I'll take some action. No, let's get to action sooner. So that way you can start to see the results faster. So true. It never worked for me if I learned something. And uh, it's always like sometimes you get stuck in the stage where you just learn and, and not execute. Like at some point you have to execute and then you just kind of lose interest in it. So <laughs> you learn a little bit and you start and then you learn the process. Like that's the best advice. Yes, I agree. And of course, you just came out with your book and um, how to plan your year like a millionaire. So we would love to hear more about this. Yes. So plan your year like a millionaire. I really think planning is an important part of it. I mean, I wouldn't necessarily start there for everyone. I think, I think it's important to just take action. But as you start to take action, then it's like, okay, how can I start to think like a millionaire? How can I start to lay out my plan for the year? How I tackle my time, how I think about my life like a millionaire. And that's really the the goal of that audiobook. Um, it's all about, you know, what is my approach? How do I set a goal? And then how do I approach accomplishing that goal? And what's the step-by-step -step process? What's the mindset required? And we profile a lot of entrepreneurs and even celebrities to help people see the pathway, right? That leads to making a million dollars. I love that. And it's only audiobook or you actually have a hard copy as well? No, it's audio only. Oh, okay. And I also have literally, it just came out today, the day that we're recording this, um, a second audio only book that's on Audible today. And it's called Six Figure Side Hustle. So it is the 10 step, like step-by-step -step path to creating a six figure side hustle in 90 days. So that one is now available as well. So I have a whole bunch of stuff happening. <laughs> I love that. And also, what's the best advice you would give to women? The best advice that I've ever received is choose not to care what other people think about you, honestly, because I think that is the thing that stops so many of us from taking action. We're like, what's my aunt going to say? What's my mom going to say? What are my friends going to say? What are my coworkers going to say? And we're afraid to put ourselves out there. We're afraid to become fully actualized because we're worried about what someone's going to say. Even we worry about like, oh, can I wear this look? What will they say? Right. Um, can I, you know, uh, go to this cool place? What are people going to say? You know, and there's all these ways in which we feel like people are saying to us, or we think they're going to say to us, or they actually do say to us, who do you think you are? Right. And I think we just have to choose not to care. We have to choose to, even if we do care, don't let it stop you. You know, don't let it stop you from pursuing your dreams and doing what you know is true for you, right? Doing, you know, what you feel in your heart is next for you and what you're excited about. Don't let other people kill your dreams. And also, if other people are killing your dreams, get away from them. Like, stop calling them. <laughs> stop hanging out with them and, and find a new squad. Hang out with people who are uplifting, who are supportive, who are also ambitious, who believe in you, who will, you know, cheer you on when you're having a bad day. Um, and who celebrate your successes with you. That's really important. So I think 
not caring about what other people think and then also getting a squad of fellow cheerleaders to like help cheer you on and you can cheer them on too such a great point and you know i recently not recently a while ago i caught myself thinking about that i was trying to execute some project and i was like what people will think and i was like wait a minute if i would think what people will think about me i would not start my brand in the first place so yes why i am even having this thought right now yes so true and your brand is amazing i've seen your content on social media like the trips that you go on and just such dope things that you're doing. Like, can you imagine if you would have never started because someone was going to say something about it? You know, yeah. it's, we can't do that. So true. And where can our listeners find you, your social handles, where they can download the books? Yes. So if you go to, I'm always on Instagram. So Instagram.com slash Rach Rogers, ESQ, Rogers with a D. Um, and then also you can find all of the audiobooks on Audible. And there are Audible originals. And you can also find my full-length book, We Should All Be Millionaires, there. This is incredible. Thank you so much, Rachel, for being my guest. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. That was all for today, guys. I hope you really enjoyed this episode as much as I did. Not Basic Blonde podcast is available on all the major platforms with new episodes every Tuesday and Thursday. To support the show, tag NBB Podcast on your Instagram stories and check out more behind the scenes on Instagram as well at notbasicblonde underscore or NBB Podcast. And if you haven't, subscribe, rate, and review Not Basic Blonde Podcast on Apple Podcasts. Thank you so much, guys. Have a great day. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.